welcome back to Playing With Power, the retrospective Nintendo Power magazine podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me is John. Hey, we're like that fun uncle that always shows up whenever you need us. And not the touching uncle. Well, maybe after we drink a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I call tequila my no-no juice. (laughs) I heard a joke today, by the way. You want to hear my joke? Sure. All right. What's the difference between Galileo and a baby I just stabbed to death? Oh, my God, what? Galileo died a virgin. Oh, oh, oh that's evil. <laughs> and there goes our Patreon subscribers. Woo! All right, so Cong- speaking congratulations, of... Congratulations, you just bankrupted this show. <laughs> All right. Mission accomplished. All right, I, I'll, I will stand by my jokes because uh, you guys didn't like the cum box and people love the cum box. So, you know... Go team baby stabbing. Yeah, you hear that, listeners? You encouraged him. It's all your <laughs> fault. John is your fault. <laughs> all right. So we're, we're covering the strategy guides that Nintendo put out. Uh, we've done two of them so far. This is the third. Yep. Volume okay. 17 and it's Final Fantasy, which what it, it was actually the third Final Fantasy game, but it's, they called it Final Fantasy here, right? No. Okay, this was the first Final Fantasy. Okay. For both systems. The discrepancy occurred in 2 and 3, which were released for the NES. And I guess they just figured the American audiences didn't like the first Final Fantasy enough to justify the translation costs. Then why would they they release, like, a fucking strategy guide? Like, they obviously believed in this game. Because Americans were having problems with it. So they were thought, oh, well, why don't we just release a guide to... uh, you know, show them that it can be beaten and that it's not just so impossible. Oh. So this was their attempt to uh, soothe the bo- to soothe the wounds, so to speak. Wide eyes need game guide to to finish game. <laughs> they do not. They are not industrious as us. Oh, <laughs> 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 oh what is that, Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and we lost the Jeff- Japanese to the subscriber with that one. All right. <laughs> We're slowly, wh- we, we're slowly whittling we, away. <laughs> I think we lost that guy a while ago. Yeah. Okay, so here on the cover of the strategy guide, we've got something that looks like a, uh, well, 80s as fuck. Yeah, this it looks like a, looks like a movie poster. It looks like Goonies and NeverEnding Story like had, movie posters like had a baby. With the karate kid as the uncle. Because we've got this Chuck Norris looking motherfucker yeah. uh, kneeling on the edge of an airship which is like more like an air dinghy because this is packed to the rafters. These guys are spilling over. Quit playing with your dinghy, boy. <laughs> that boy ain't right. No, quit playing so, with your dinghy is, um, what, Tommy Boy? Or Black Sheep? forget which one. It's one of the Chris Farley movies. Anyway, okay. Yeah, um, so we've got uh, a mage who, uh, I don't know, I guess he's red mage because he's wearing a red cloak. And he's got the crystal ball levitating in his hand because, you know, why would he be holding it when he can float it? That's crystal ball. That's why he became a fucking wizard to levitate shit. Yeah. And we've got. Otherwise, I'd be holding shit like this monk over here who's just got his arms crossed over the side. Got his karate kid mojo. It's got his wax on. It's weird though. His foot is really small compared to the rest of him. He's got like 
when it's like the perspective of the image i think they're trying to do like a whole perspective thing and it just i don't know it's just not right backfired yeah and then we see a uh i don't know who the classes are in this one uh i know that the the fighter <laughs> uses his hands way to do the and prep mike because you're the one you're the you're the horse for this one well uh, it doesn't help that these things don't look like they're game sprites at all hmm we got again, like we had this anyway, in Final Fantasy Two. We got four dudes from the boat, or four dudes from the game on a on an airship, and there's like a castle on like a floating island in the background, and it looks like something you would see painted on the side of like Dirt Whale's van. That's like pretty much what we have going on here. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I, I'm just thinking like a handful of people on a leaky airship are going to save the world. Yeah. And then Christopher Lambert walks in. Exactly. <laughs> all right so on final fantasy on the, <laughs> on the inside cover they've got like the axe and sword of the, of the two of the like two of the warriors or whatever are crossing each other and like on the inside cover they've got the same like layout with an orb <laughs> kind of looking at the city i don't know it's kind of cool it's kind of sweet yeah there's like a floating city in the clouds and this uh eyeball yeah, I guess it's from Unicron or something. I don't know. So it lays out the um, sort of the game progressions in the table of contents. So King's Quest, Sleeping Prince, Rotting Earth, Warriors in the Sky, Rewards of Courage, the Sea Shrine, and then the quest end. Then we're getting eighty pages of glorious cover coverage here. Uh, so this first this first world map fucking hurts my eyes because of the uh, what they chose for the water isn't just like a a simple shade of blue with some squiggly lines drawn on it. <clears throat> it looks like a snapshot of TV static that they colorized. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, it's blue TV static. It was a really poor choice because like the rest of the map's kind of blue. They really should have just gone with like a neutral color. It would have really made I don't know, and like they had a the whoever did the layout like made the actual island parts like very small. Like this this map could be a lot more functional, but um, it does lay out the different areas, uh, and goes by the, it also tells you like in the chapters of the game, they give um, a lot of real estate to the static. Yeah. So, but it does give you the layout of like, you know, the cities and, and caves and castles and the different areas. And like, you know, it, uh, as someone that hasn't played this game, I feel like I could use this to at least, you know, somewhat know where I need to be going. Uh, I'll say oh, that yeah. much. It'll get you around if you don't like get lost trying to stare at the map until you see the sailboat or the dragon or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it looks like a magic eye. That's true. So, um, and then the next page, anything else of note there? I mean, well, anything on this? Uh, no, we got some, uh, boats drawn on the water, which I guess they needed to fill it. It looks like old pirate ships from like yeah. India, yeah, the Caribbean, Spain, they just put that there for filler because even they realized, wow, this map is really fucking empty. Mm -hmm. So, and then they have a key uh, putting the strategy guide to work like what they have on the different pages so that you can make sense of like where the monster's hit points are listed, the effects that are strong and weak to, and you know, just different yeah. stuff like that. Sort of a layout yeah. of how to read everything that they're telling you. Some things they don't have to point out, like the dungeon map. Because it looks like a map. So you <laughs> think anybody reading this would go, this is probably the map. 
Yeah, that's a little. I mean, whatever, fine. But and then um, like table of items. This is for tool item tables. Really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure when I see the items, I'll realize, oh, this is the items. Yeah. I mean, I whatever. I'm glad they laid it out. So whatever. But as this game is pretty numbers intensive, the fact that they're defining what all the numbers are, I mean, that's pretty helpful, I would say. I'm seeing a, uh, as Brandon would say, I just found a conspiracy. Mm, okay. I just, if you check out the ghoul, mm-hmm. as a, the ghoul is given as a, uh, as an example for the name, his, uh, his average attack points, his yep. everything, his, uh, spells, what he's weak against or what won't work on him. Mm-hmm. And we get to see, uh, fire and harm work on him. And then ice rub, bane, brack, stun and sleep will be ineffective. But I'm just looking at the word harm, bane, harm, bane, harm, bane, come on, <laughs> conspiracy confirmed. Dicks out, everyone, dicks <laughs> out. All right, um, and so which, that, ta- I'm sorry, Mike. Yeah, which takes us to chapter one. Speaking of dicks out, here. King's Quest, <laughs> chapter one, all right. <clears throat> here, so. we get, here we get to see some people who actually look kind of like their game sprites. Mm-hmm. In a way. As the game opens, four travelers appear at the gates of the castle in Corneria. All are young and inexperienced but bold. One seems to be a fighter, a knight in training. Another appears in the garb of martial arts black belt. Two remaining members of the party are mages, apprentice wizards. Their coming was foretold long ago. And so uh, then it goes uh, into... Mm, sorry. You know, for, you know, for someone being young, we got a Kenny Rogers looking motherfucker in the robe. Kenny Rogers and Kenny Loggins, like, mated. Because they're on the highway to the danger zone. <laughs> you gotta know when to hold and when to fall. <laughs> Kenny Loggins, Kenny Rogers. All right. The man can make Kenny some chickens. <laughs> so <laughs> we, got, uh, we got this Conan-looking motherfucker holding his sword by the not handle. Cause well, all right. So what I think that is is it's like in its sheath, and he's holding it by the sheath, but in like the gayest way possible. <laughs> and, and that dumb expression on his face. He's like, like we're going on, a, we're going on a trip, right? Where's <laughs> my, on, where's my shirt? We're going on an expedition. <laughs> <clears throat> and the other guy is like the other the the second. Uh, you know, karate guy or whatever. He's got the is, nunchucks. Is uh, for for longingly look looking back at the uh, at the starting castle, being like, oh, I didn't <laughs> want to go. I didn't. I just want to stay home. Yeah, could, could I uh, could I re-roll for some new guys? Could I sit out on this one, guys? All right. So map one. What do we I'm have? Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure the two guys to my left are Satanists. <laughs> And the other guy keeps asking about coloring books and scratching his butt. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, there's a lot of text here. There's a lot of text, and it's making my brain want to just, like... Yeah, I'll just uh, tell the story. Corneria was once called the Dream City. That was before the darkness and the rot began spreading upon the Earth. In those golden days, four orbs of power... Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're not reading all this, so stop. Okay. All right, so, uh, all right, the king is uh, saying, my baby got we're not, stolen. We're not doing this. We've, we've it covered the game. It was some asshole named Garland. So what does the guide tell us? How does the guide, 
help because I don't. We could spend like eight hours going through the fucking story of each part. I don't care. No one oh, cares. It tells us to run away for hit points are low. Okay. And then we get to the castle of Corneria, which we uh, we obtain valuable treasures. Then we talk to the king. We find out where to get some neat swag because money some, will be a little. You get some dynamite apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you can't use it unfortunately, which would be great if. Garland shows up. You can't defeat. What is that? Boom. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Game over, bitch. Well, that was easy. Yep. <laughs> All right. So someone uh, let me get like hit me who hasn't played this game. We pick up. I pick up this thing and I say to myself, Final Fantasy suddenly seems like a good idea to play. Uh, how do I use this? How does this help me? Like, what do I... What, like, using this, like, what do I need to pay attention to? Well, you pay attention to where the treasure chests are. Okay. And uh, if you find the doors are locked, they'll tell you when you're going to get the key for them. And okay. then you go to town, and it will tell you... Because all the buildings look the same. Yeah. So it will tell you which ones... If you brought, if you brought a black magic user... Oh, okay. Which one you armor, can... weapons, shops, what, like, white magic, what spells and stuff you can or you can learn yep like the costs are all right so that's pretty helpful all right and you can, you can buy a tent you, and you can pitch and, it yeah and it tells you what's not in the game the uh the exact damage of these items yeah because that might matter based on your level uh no oh. it's a set value like most weapons in uh final fantasy games <laughs> but this one tells you like if you want to equip different weapons who can use them and who can't? So in case you just think, man, everybody should carry uh, hammers because they seem to be doing great. But then you realize if you buy four hammers, you're like, all right, I'm out of money. And why the fuck can't I equip this on my black mage <laughs> or my red mage? You get this guide and it'll let you know, oh, well, these are the these are the warriors that can handle this. All and right. that can't. So, so you then know the what to buy for so you can spend your money wisely. So then the first place we go is the Temple of Friends. Is that what this is? Or Fiends? <laughs> <laughs> Temple of Friends. That well, sounds like a that sounds yeah. like a that sounds like a Conan based uh, My Little Pony variant. I'll be variant. there for you. Pa, 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 pa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Temple of Fiends. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Pillage and rape around the world and back All again. Right. In my defense, that. Font is bullshit. All right, so okay, so Temple of Fiends is the <laughs> Hello, first. Hello, welcome to Happy the Barbarian, and we're the Temple of Friends. <laughs> so what's to note here? We have the enemies that are in here. Apparently, the Gray Wolf has like three times the hit points of the regular wolf. So watch yeah. out for that. <laughs> this lets you know who's trouble and who can who you can grind for experience, and who is a. Uh, you're just going to wait until you level up a bit first. That's pretty helpful. So you, the bone is only 10, you know, so you bone zone it up. And <laughs> and who to run the fuck away from. <clears throat> yeah, Grey Wolf, don't stick around unless you're coming back later in the game to revisit for some reason. I don't know if that's a thing in this game, but sure. All right. Um, yeah, so it looks like the ghoul is the one you'd really want to go for because he's got the lowest hit points. And he has a weakness. While the wolf, you just have to bring the ruckus to that guy. Well, the ghoul... No, you mean the, the skeleton is lowest hit points. The ghoul is 48 hit points. Uh, well, I mean for the uh, the highest amount of experience they give. Oh, yeah, 93. Yeah. yeah, go after the ghouls. Yeah, I see that. Okay. Yeah. That's probably if the you, best, like, you, return on value. Yeah, go after the ghouls. 
So then at level three, Garland will fall. So that's a boss, I guess? Yep. He's susceptible to slep and fire. Slep. (laughs) All right. It sounds like a Three Stooges attack. So then you save Princess Sarah and she builds you a bridge? Or the king builds you a bridge to the next part of the game. Okay. Yep. And then Mm. you go to Matoya's or Matoga's cave? Matoya. <clears throat> yep. Uh, well, to learn a spell, right? And then you get the uh, the title screen because then uh, you get to uh, feel like you're. Finally... So this is like a tutorial, is what they're it's, saying. Yep, and a prologue. Okay. And then when you finally cross, that's when it's like da 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 da, and it's got that great inspirational music. So, and you get a loot at some point. What it says here. Uh, throughout your adventures, you'll carry the loot. Only when you reach the final chapter will you put it to use. Uh, it's been so long since I played this game. I have no freaking idea. Can you the name loot. the items? Sadly, no. Oh, because I caught Loot Olson. <laughs> All right, Wilson. Loot Olson. He was a coach for U of A for a long time. Uh, All right. Anyway, um, Matoya's cave is where you go after this prologue, and you're going there to beat to find a witch or something like that. Is that yep. the deal? And, well, it says that if you uh, yeah, you talk to her, she's uh, looking for some herb because yeah. she's one of the, she's one of those old ladies. She's Aren't one we of all? Cool, she's got yeah. glaucoma. Yeah, all and right. that's why and that's why she's a great grandma. <laughs> that's what I call a gilf. <laughs> all right. Anyway, so um what enemies are there like some really good enemies experience wise the creep oh yeah if you beat him you get a shit ton of xp for like not too much effort the ogre is like super health points but gives you a 195 experience so yeah uh, right i don't know it looks like the ass is the best return on your value though like 56 health points and 123 experience that seems like a good return on investment there yep and we even get to uh, see a list of sea creatures but no stats on them because, nope. you know, you know, Nintendo can't be too helpful. Well, it says it'll be on page 21 if you read. So there you go. So, page 21. But anyway. Okay. So then we go to once Provoca. you once you beat Matoya's cave, you go to Provoca. <laughs> well, it's not beating. You're just talking to her because she uh, she puts you on the quest. Oh, OK. And that's when you end up going to Provoca because you need a pirate ship. Oh, OK. Yep. So. Do you ever you hold your tongue and say, I was born on a pirate ship? <laughs> I was born on a pirate ship. Yeah, you were. <laughs> <laughs> on a pile of shit. Uh, yeah. There you go. All right. <laughs> okay, so then we get to see another town with a bunch of, uh, you know, letting us know where the goods are and where our uh, main target is, Bicky the Pirate. Bicky? Uh, Bicky. Oh, but Bicky, okay, B I K K E. Yeah, all right. You got to roll him and his crew to take their ship. Okay, are they, and they're and, hanging out in town, like at the bar or something like that, or where where are they at? Uh, they're in the northwest corner. Okay, so you don't have to like it, go on a big old quest. You have to like go kick some ass in the town. Yeah, well, basically, as soon as you talk to him, he starts. He starts like he must be drunk and rowdy, so he's looking to start a fight with you. Mm-hmm. And so he's got six of his crew. Right and. Aren't there like nine, nine on the screen there? Yeah, yeah. I, I screwed up. It's nine. Okay. And 
if they if they all gang up on one character, you're fucked. So you got to hope that the game system is in your favor, spreading the damage around while you can lay waste. So to you got to watch out for the pirate gangbang, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. Okay. And unlike uh, that video I watched the other night. <laughs> and your reward for surviving the gangbang is the ship. Okay. And then just to uh, is there a bunch of semen on the ship? <laughs> well, eventually. <laughs> All right. Uh, so then once you have the ship, is that is that the end of yep. Provoca? All right. Well, so you've been yeah. provoked into finding the sleeping <laughs> prince. <laughs> so it, then we uh, we review chapter one. Just in case you uh, just thought, oh, man, there's too much reading here. Just what's the fucking gist? What do I do? Then you just see the. Uh, oh, OK. The so it's like a little step through thing. Oh, that's pretty helpful. OK, so <laughs> page 16. If you don't want to deal with all the shit we just dealt with. There's a summary. Enjoy. And then... Which is kind of neat. Sorry? Which is kind of neat, but I wish they would have put it in the front so you could notice skip it. Yeah. Only but finding once you see this, you, you figure it out. It. I mean, like, whatever. Yeah, it's no big loss. So, the Four Light Warriors uh, venture forth across dangerous seas. You explore castles and earn wealth and experience. Most important, you will help people in great need. So, the second place you go, apparently the ship, the ship just, like... Is on a track, or like no matter what, you're gonna end up. Like, I don't know, but apparently the four warriors stumble upon Lando Calrissian in, as an elf, mm. and uh, he he's just looking at this elf. Did you see thinking. they they cast Donald Glover as young Lando for the the new Han Han Solo movie? I I like his style. I think he could do it decent. He's awesome. Like if you if you want to check out like a really up and coming great new show, his new show on FX um, Atlanta is really good. So if you are in Canada and you need to you know do something that rhymes with boring to to look at the uh, uh, <laughs> episodes, feel free. But in America, uh, I'm sure it's on FF, FXX um, Atlanta. Very, it's like a dark comedy, but in a good way. So give it a shot. It's made me laugh quite a bit. It's not, it's a dark comedy, but it's not about his skin. Well, it is very black. It is a very, very black comedy, um, about black lives, but yeah. Have you ever seen that? He's on Conan. He's like, I just realized my parents call me dong lover. (laughs) (laughs) He, you know what? He was also really good in, um, the Martian. Uh, that's the one with Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. He plays like a, uh, astronomer that figures out like an orbital trajectory that they could use to like save Matt Damon. So <laughs> anyway, um, so then we get to world check out two. two. What is this? The, the sleeping prince. Is it, is it literally just called the sleeping prince? Is that like the whole chapter or something like that? Or, uh, well, you don't get chapter titles in the game. They're just breaking down your goals. So and where are we? Like, task. what is, what is it? Like what's well, after you get called? the pirate ship, you, uh, sail the seas and the first continent that you could access, probably the only continent you can access with the ship, otherwise you'd probably be strolling into too much danger. And uh, that's the one where you find the castle of Elfland, and you find out that the prince is asleep, and you can... But it's find... weird, if you look at the overarching map, like, Provoca is on the same continent as, like, where you end up, like, later in the game. So apparently it's easier to, like... To go, I don't know. If you look at the layout, it's kind of weird here that you end up where you end up. There's a whole lot of nothing. Like, you can't land. Because you need, like, a a coast. Huh. 
you need a port to land the ship in, and okay. everything else is blocked off by uh, little reefs. So you go to Elfland, there's a sleeping prince, like the, the people come to you and say like, hey, you need to save our prince. Uh, I think you just walk around the castle until you discover, until they just let you into the friggin' castle. Right. And they're just like, oh, by the way, here's our sleeping prince. In the castle of you learn about the cruel fate. By helping Matoya and the prince, you'll earn entrance into the locked treasure vault. All right. So pretty RPG standard stuff. You need to, you know, finish the quest to get the loot. Yeah. So again, <clears throat> Matoya sent you out to get something. And once you help her, then she will give you what you need to wake so up the you're prince. you're looking for the herb and the key. Yeah. All right. I like it. The herb is the key. Man. Yeah. And then it gives you the layout of Elfland 2 here on page 20. So different stuff you can buy you know, weapons and spells and... Yep. Well, it's also good to let you know the cost of things, so if you want to go out grinding... You can buy a house there, apparently, according to this, at least. That's cool. House, 3,000... What the fuck? Oh, house. It's uh, it's like an upgraded tent. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, it would have been nice if you... For that fucking cost, that ludicrous cost... Yeah, that's really expensive. think you'd be buying a house. Yeah, with, with some amazing benefits like, guess like what? A, now you can gain party members or yeah. So it's just a better tent. Okay. All right, and it explains the outer world enemies you run into, as well as on the way to the anything here that jumps out. Yeah. As well, far as this a lot explains. Of yeah, this explains what the house does. It says it saves the game and recovers the party's HP and magic. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, so the tent would just recover your HP and magic, some of it. Or like so, like, if you pitch the tent, does it, like, only that stay in that spot, or can you, like, pack it back up and use it again? Uh, I, I really don't think it's reusable. Mm. It doesn't say it's so reusable. So it's kind of like, it functions as, like, a heel, effectively. And a, and a, and a uh, walking save point. And a save point. So that's pretty cool. Keep one of those in your back pocket. So, like, if you're using a game genie and you got, like, a shit ton of gold, go ahead. Hmm. <laughs> All right, and then the Northwest Passage, or I mean Castle. Yeah. Um, we get to see the animal, the uh, enemies where you can fight the Hulk. Mm-hmm. And the Green Hulk's ogre. dog. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a river. Sahag. There's, there's a river monster and stuff like that you can fight too, but that's not until later in the game, apparently. And uh, <clears throat> Kizoku, which is an upgraded pirate. And then we get to see uh, the Northwest Castle, where you find the Nameless King, which is just a lonely monarch who has lost his crown. Unlike and... this king, which is Mike King. All right. And then... <laughs> and then when you uh, go through, you find the missing crown, you realize, oh, this guy's a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. And he reveals himself as a powerful and wicked monster and attacks the Light Warriors. And the best strategy is fire or use fast on the fighters and the black belts. And your reward is the crystal. You can give it to Matoya. It will help her vision. And then she will give you the herb to impair your vision. <laughs> and then you can, <laughs> you can wake the prince. All right. Uh, marijuana jokes. So then we get to see the marsh cave, which is a squiggly black thing on a map. Yeah, it's like a big snaky black penis <clears throat> that that bifurcates at the end like all black penises and 
it so yeah see, so uh, it's like it's, it's a cave right is like you have to go into the cave like from the outer world map right it, yeah and we get to see the dwarf cave which is a <laughs> whole, oh my sounds God, like where i, I want to party if i thought the ocean was hard to look at <laughs> But yeah. by finding it, you, uh, the dwarves, just like Final Fantasy II for the Super Nintendo, if you can stumble upon the hidden dwarf cave, they will be able to forge a very powerful sword for you as an extra for your hard work. But they'll only preface it right now saying that uh, they need the adamant. Adamantium? Well, I was going to start singing, don't drink, don't smoke. What do you do? Don't drink, don't smoke. Goody two, goody two, goody goody two shoes. <laughs> really, you never heard of adamant? Uh, I know who adamant is, and there's adamantium, which is like the stuff that uh, Wolverine is injected with. Yep, and we get to see the unsolved mysteries and the summary of events for Chapter Two, where basically you meet the, and you finally have someone to give the TNT to. And okay. with the explosives, he blasts a channel into the Western Sea. Now the world opens up for you. <laughs> okay, all right. So that's what, all right. So who do you give the TNT to? You give Narek. Yeah, the dwarf in the dwarf cave. Okay, and so he he makes your passage to the next part of the game. With okay, all right, I follow it. Yep, you can call him Drano because he clears the passage. Mm-hmm. Like a big old pile of Taco Bell. <laughs> I got the so, pity chuckle. <laughs> Chapter three, the rotting earth. And in this scene, we get to see the wizard uh, lighting something. Is it a bong? It's a bong. Yeah. And then we get to see the guy with the nunchuck holding the nunchuck in one hand and holding nothing in the other. But damn it, he's making that fist like he's supposed to be holding it. <laughs> and... uh we got Slowpoke the Barbarian just swinging a sword in a rather clumsy fashion. <laughs> Meanwhile, the uh, the Black Mage is sh the only one seeming to do anything as he's shooting a fireball at this weird cat, goat, snake, chimera demon thing. Cat, goat. Cat, got your goat? <laughs> so the Light Warriors have passed beyond the inner lands to the Great Western Sea. Here they will encounter the first of the four elemental forces and enemies far stronger than any they have met up to now. <coughs> the most <coughs> beautiful town of Melmond is a source of information, magic, and weapons, and a place to recover strength. So does and... the does the game level as you like? It's assume I'm ass, I'm assuming the game is kind of ass, assuming that you're leveling as you go, right? Yeah, some Final Fantasies, the enemies are set. Okay. And then in other games, they level with you. Everything scales. Like Final Fantasy VIII is notorious for that. If you can find a way to like plow through without with it by gaining the least amount of experience, you can come up to a boss that's only uh, like the final boss has only got like a tiny amount of hit points compared to what he usually has, like a like a tenth. Okay. So. But this uh, it doesn't seem to ex it doesn't seem to explain the mechanics. Like these are why FAQs are much more better than strategy guides because they'll 
they'll get information from people who like get into the mechanics, the random number generators. It just gets weird. But here we find the dying earth and uh, the fiend of the earth, Lich, is decaying the land and plants are dying. Yep, the Lich King. All right. So vampires and titans are run rampant in Melmod, but there's there's much truth in the word. Learn about Sarda the Sage and the vampire who lives in the Earth Cave. The steel armor for sale is one of the best buys anywhere for your fighter. Be sure to meet Dr. Une. Une. And uh, we get to find out stuff, where stuff is, enemies. Mm. It's pretty... (laughs) And then we get to see... Oh my god. I was just trying to... I thought the vampire's name was Toth. Mm-hmm. But it looks like that's just the name of the. Uh, I was just trying to figure out like where they got the names for their characters that they uh, took to play this game, but the fighter's name is Boars. What page the, you on? Uh, thirty-two. Okay. Vanquish the vampire. Looks like a yeah, clown vampire. Yeah. All right. So we get to see the names like Boars. Not quite so sure what like that's a, from, but Lee. like a desert or island Lee. or something like that? It's, it's called a dying earth. Yeah. All right. So yeah. the uh, the white mage is Jedi, or Jed Jedi. And then the black mage is Toth. Oh, you're looking at the names that this player is using. That's really boring. Let's talk about other stuff. Okay. Yeah. All so right. Then you fight the so what's the deal with the what's the deal with this area? Like, what's what's notable about this section of the game? Oh, this is where you fight the first elemental fiend. This okay. is where the difficulty of the game really jumps up. Okay. And this becomes uh, pivotal, pivotal in the overall story. Why? Because these guys are going to come into play later. The four elemental fiends are going to do something. Okay. So you want to so, beat these enemies and they give you shit? Like, because of their elemental enemies? Is that what you're saying? Well, no. After you uh, defeat them, you will get a black... Well, you just want to deal with the effects that they're having... On the world, like okay. one guy's poisoning the earth, the other guy's like causing uh, forest fires. So like the they're like Donald Trump, and like everyone else is going after them. Is kind of what you're saying. Yes, it's like Donald Trump, except someone is actually going after them. <laughs> so thanks, Hillary. All right, okay. <laughs> so this is kind of like it's kind of ramping it up. There's not it's not that critical of a spot though, because doesn't like there's not that much in here. Looking at like the summary. You go to like the Earth Cave, Titan Tunnel, Sanders Caves, Titan Tunnel again, and then back to the Earth Cave. So you're you're requiring uh, gold and experience at this point. You're basically beefing up. Okay. And it's because this is where the difficulty in the game really starts to jump. Okay. And All right. You, so uh, you get through these two caves and you defeat the elemental people. <laughs> just the dark just the earth elemental lich okay all right you defeat the earth lich and then you and go you move on, on to chapter four the warriors in the sky and which, it looks uh, like they're making an offering to like jar uh to java's like cruiser <laughs> shit. and and the and it looks like the martial arts guy here on page 35 is telling a really good joke he's like come on guys like don't you want to party with me? Got some great, <laughs> great blow from Sarda's cave. Let's do some lines, bro. No, what he's saying is, 
he's saying, you see, the baby didn't die a virgin. That's the punchline. <laughs> you see, because I fucked the baby. <laughs> you get I it? That is much better. All right. Okay. Get it? <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so good. Oh my god, you've 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 corrupted me. Oh yeah, you weren't already corrupt. Alright. Alright, so the light warriors now turn their attention to the east. They will find a land of many rivers, a great volcano, a cave of ice, and a desert. They meet Lucan, who foresaw their coming and learn more mysteries from the wise circle of sages. So you get to realize that the events around the world are starting to become uh, coordinated and that they're part of a bigger plan. And this this part of the map is like connected to the the continent you first started on, but it's like on the other side of a mountain range or something that you couldn't get to. So like you're still on the same land mass as before, but uh, in the same uh, <laughs> area. So uh, yeah, you need an object for your ship called the floater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So you start off in Crescent Lake, apparently. I don't know how your ship got all the way to Crescent Lake. I guess there's some... Uh, well, because you defeated the Earth Elemental, I guess it split the uh, mountains and you were able to sail through them. Okay. And... and new. Yeah, you have to uh, breach. Like, as you see in the top of the map, when you, uh, you must set anchor in the mouth of the river and then you use the canal. canal canoe. canoe. There we go. To sail inland. Mm-hmm. And then this little labyrinth takes you to several different caves, and this lets you know what you're going to get into because, again, nothing's really named or anything, so any hole's a hole. That's what that's my favorite game. All right, um, so there's the what volcano? What's it called? The Gurgu volcano? Gurgu. The Gurgu volcano. Just as the Marsh Cave use a house before. Entering the volcano, if your party dies inside, you'll be able to come right back. The hot lava floors will drain hit points with each step. Be prepared with a full load of health potion. I always have a full load ready to go. <clears throat> yeah, that's what you tell her what it is. Oh, no, yeah. it's health potion. That's why you, you got to get it out there. It's good for your skin. All right. Um, so every step you take in here hurts your, po- hurts your health? Really? Uh, well, I haven't got that part. I was just reading the uh, the Wisdom of the Sages, where you meet a circle of guys who tell you, "Great job vanquishing the Earth Fiend." Now the Fire Fiend wakes with this volcano. With this, now the Fire Fiend wakes with this canoe. Go to the volcano and defeat that fiend also. Okay. So now you're just now you're just killing elementals. Now that's your that's your job. You have elemental. to defeat four elemental forces before the orb shines again. Yeah. And even then, so, your cast will not be complete. It sounds really boring. <laughs> well, you uh, make it through the fire thing, attack enemies, get treasure, and then you battle carry the elemental of fire. Hmm. And it says you just basically... So what, you just like take some water down there and it's like splashed on and it's done? Yep, give them the Wicked Witch treatment, and there you go. All right. Well, it's a, it's a her, actually. You get to see a bra and some cleavage, which for sure. an NES game is neatly rendered. Yeah, I mean, Japanese, they weren't too shy to do shit like that, so good for them. Yeah, I mean, like a chick with big boobs and six arms, that's, I mean, like, that's that's a Bukaki application right there. Mm-hmm. Tentacles, too, but that wouldn't apply unless she was doing it herself. So, 
Then once you beat Carrie in her fire crotch, um, <laughs> you go onto the ice cave. Is that the next well, thing? Well, snake crotch. So, you know, yeah. I, I, I think you've got some moral implications with this one. I think you'd rather prefer the girl have the snake top and the lady bottom. No, I'm going to go with the snake bottom on this one. Uh, we got a turnabout here. Okay, just for so, this, just so, for this so, one. So it's not written in stone. Well, she doesn't have legs, so she can't run away. So <laughs> where's the fun? Where's the mm -hmm. challenge? Yeah, no, that's the way I like them. Immobilized. All right, then we go <laughs> on to the ice cave. Yep, we're in an ice cave, and then we find a. You get the floater in there, apparently. Yep, we find the floater. We gotta get a, a little uh, net fishing out of the toilet. There we go. Mm-hmm. And, and then there's we... an elemental guy in here. It has to be, right? It doesn't tell you where it is, though. Or was it only the fire elemental? Only the fire elemental so far. Yeah, okay. So there's no ice elemental? Okay. I imagine annoying. there is, but... But it's not in the fucking yet. guide, so... Well, we get the airship. <laughs> Because we got the floater, now our ship can float. And then we move on to Chapter 5, Rewards of Courage. Well, wait, there's a Ku Ku Kurohaku Desert. You have to do something in there, right? The Ryokan Desert. That's where you find the airship. Yeah, what do you do there? You have to like fight someone, or you just walk across this desert and you get an airship? No, you use the floater, and the airship will rise from the sands. Okay. And now they can fly to the north or anywhere in the world in a matter of seconds. So now you can fly around a Savannah to use the pirate ship to get everywhere. Okay. Yep. Now the world is yours. Then we move on to chapter five, where it looks <laughs> like this dragon is a uh, dragon, is, <laughs> and it looks like he's endowing these people with some yeah, light like, gift. Yeah, he's like light beaming into their chests. Alright, so we go to which part of the map this is. Let's go back to this little thing. It's basically you head straight north to the next land. And what is this here? Well, we have or to meet the Dragon King. We have to meet the Dragon King Bahamut. Bahamut, okay. I guess he unlocks your power. And uh, it says, uh, you go to Bahamut and learn of your destiny. Later you will visit him again. Well, okay, okay. so apparently first you go to the Cardia Islands, which are, like, west. And you go to the Castle of Ordeal following that. Yeah, and that's where Bahamut waits. Okay. So there's, like, yep. a Castle of Challenge, and you have to, like, beat your way through it. You have to beat Medusa, Mancat, Wizard Mummy, and Zombie Dragon. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> All right. Okay, and some, some of, okay, some of those are pretty good uh, band names. Yeah, Mancat. I would totally go see Mancat. <laughs> and then we get to see the Rat Tail, which uh, which makes an appearance in Final Fantasy two for the Super Nintendo. So you it's, you cut off the Rat Tail, apparently, and you give it to the king, and they'll, he transforms the party. Oh, this is that part that you talked about that I like kind of paid a little bit of attention to. So you're how you've made your party. So fighters become knight, thief becomes ninja, black belt becomes master fighter, I guess. Red mage becomes a red wizard, white mage, white wizard, and black mage, black wizard. That's kind of boring. But oh, all right. So that's that yeah. whole thing you were talking about. 
Yep, you finally get to uh, beef up, and you get to do access to some better spells. Okay. So once you get through the Castle of Ordeal, you head on to the next part, the Sea Shrine part of the game, right? Yeah, this is the water level where you will be fighting the water elemental. Okay. Fucking water temple. And you know, well, luckily you don't have to raise or lower water levels. The you white just... mage looks like Moses being like, let my people go in this like f- like photo or drawing. <laughs> oh, he's like, you shall not. Okay, you can pass. Nah, let go of me with their tentacles. That would Go back to that fire elemental girl. Uh, she was, she's into that shit. You can't see where the third tentacle is, <clears throat> but I know where it is. <laughs> it, it is not pleasant. Mm. Uh, yet strangely arousing. All right, um, and there's yeah, a bunch of like maybe <laughs> maybe that's ecstasy in his face. Uh, so, oh, I didn't know what a prostate could do. <laughs> so there's a bunch of eyeballs at the end of the hallway too, and nunchuck dudes like maybe if I hold my nunchucks they'll go away. So anyway, I don't know. Uh, this is yeah, Gaia and, is the next uh, place. Conan the Barbarian has definitely taken on the uh, the look of the uh, Jay Garrick Flash. He's got hmm. a helmet with wings on it. Yep. And uh don't know why he has a quiver with arrows in it, since you don't get an archer in this game. So, uh, on to the, the sea shrine, as you were saying, the water temple. Uh, we start off in Gaia, nestled mm. in the mountain valley. It is protected from the troubles of the wide world beyond. You will find specialized <sighs> weapons and armors. Seven and 11, level seven and eight magic are mysteriously, and an empty pond are in the woods behind the town. So that's where the fairy spring is, I guess. Is what this is saying. Yep, and you can use your heal helmet and your heal staff to save on heal potions and magic. Hmm. It'll recover your. Uh, so basically, your don't be an idiot. Like, make sure you have at least two mages in your party because <laughs> you need them like yeah. constantly. All right. <clears throat> And now that you can have an airship, anytime you need to go heal up at an inn, just go to Corneria because all the rates change throughout the world. But in Corneria, it doesn't matter how leveled up you are. A good Apparently, yeah, it's the cheap, cheap. It's the cheapest. Yeah, it's the cheapest uh, health recovery point. So, all right, saying yeah, tips to save you time and gold. Buy with best deal in town is the Corneria Inn. Buy turbo, buy heal potions with a turbo controller. <laughs> Just hold the A button. That's funny. All right. Save magic when you're in a fight. Use your heal helmet and heal staff to recover. You'll save on heal potion. Blah, 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 blah. So then you go on to no, you, th- you think You think that they would let you, if you need like 20 heal potions, that you just go to heal, move an arrow once to change the number to 20. Or up to 20. But nope. It's just like, nope, you can only buy one potion. What if I want to buy another potion? Then buy another potion. <laughs> what if I want so, to buy 20 potions? Then buy 20 potions. So after Gaia, you go on to Onrak, which is on the main part of the... And... The port will, you'll find a submarine that can take oh. you to the sea shrine. I'm sorry. You get to he- it says, in Onrak, the light warriors hear about mermaids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, unfortunately, they also hear about mermaids from John. Yeah. So, um, 
you find a submarine that will take you to the sea shrine where the mermaids live, you'll meet Dr. Oon's brother from Melmond. Okay. So there's like a caravan. Dr. Dose. So you, there's a caravan Dr. Camp? Uno, oh, Dr. Dose. going to punch you in the face. All right. <laughs> what do we go for? Like, explain. What am I doing here? What's what's going on? Like, I don't understand this whole fucking whatever. Okay. Well, they need to make a submarine to save mermaids. Okay. But it will acquire a fuel, a fuel called Oxyale, which will be given to you by the ferry. So you have to go to an oasis, you'll find the caravan, and you'll buy a bottle from the caravan. Is there any fucking, is there any way you would figure this out without this guide? No. Yeah, alright, so this game sucks. sucks. I know, I didn't didn't play this game before I got a walkthrough. I just said, fuck this, and I got the Final Fantasy 2 for the Super Nintendo. That game was a shit ton more intuitive. Is so there's a bottle. Can... Is the bottle as important as it is in Zelda? Like, are you like like value them? As you... I don't think you can use them. You just have to buy it because it has the uh, fairy in it. Then the fairy will give you the thing to get the thing to get to the thing to go to the place. God, this game's boring. All right, okay. So you build your submarine. You get your fucking submarine fuel, and then you go out to the mermaids at the sea, sea shrine. Is the next thing, right? Yeah, like okay. when they were telling you to save money before, you're going to friggin' need it because the bottle costs 50,000 gold pieces. <laughs> so it's like a, a needless tax like on keeping you from being able to progress for the rest of the game. Yeah, it's just okay. like, well, you got to keep fighting enemies to get 5,000 gold. Because. God, I would you hate this you game. Need- I would hate this game so fucking much. All right. Yeah, I never got this far when I gave up on it for the. Well, I never got to own it for the Nintendo. I played it once at a friend's place, and I'm just like, nope. No, I'll never like RPGs. Apparently. Ugh. All little right. did I know, I just needed. Little did I know, we just had to make them good. So the sea, the the sea shrine, it does like theme, the, like theme wise, look cool. I I don't know how many people probably got this far into the game, but you're looking well, for the slab, which is like the rosetta stone apparently for the sea people language and i don't i don't see how a stone can translate (laughs) (laughs) so yeah um it's basically turns you into aquaman and (laughs) you have to more powerful (laughs) you have to battle crack in the water fiend so is Kraken the the water elemental or is that another guy? Yep. No, nope, okay. he is the water elemental. All right. So you use like lightning. You get like, yeah, he's P- got like you use Pikachu and it like zaps him. Is that what you do? <laughs> yep. He's got okay. eight hundred hit points to let you know that like when everyone else has like three or four hundred like three hundred hit points, he's got eight hundred. So you know he ain't messing around. Hey, it does say use the shock. So you use lightning attacks. So basically, yeah, use Pikachu. There you go. Yeah. All right, and then you go under the waterfall. Yep, you take the submarines through the waterfall, and then you must solve the mystery of the UFO. And you will solve. This game makes no fucking sense. All right, okay. You mean fuck? You got an airship now. You got a you got a UFO. Oh my god. There's like a unicorn that they call a nightmare, snorting dark. I don't know. I don't know. Fucking whatever. All right. You looking for the you looking for the cube? So you're looking for ice cube. Yep and see the robot in the waterfall there's a waterfall somewhere 
bot robot thing and take the treasure in the robot's room. It should be to the robot's room, I'm assuming. The robot gives you a mysterious treasure called the cube. What does it do? See page 70. I just uh, don't care. I don't care at all. Yeah, there seems to be no end to the questions. How does one get to the Mirage Tower? What good is it knowing the language of the pain? Where did the robot in the waterfall come from? The answer lies ahead in the final chapter. It's the final chapter. Yeah, so the the good news is once you get through the waterfall thing, you're on the you're at the air like the end. Like so yeah. to speak, or the last last bit. Yeah, the last elemental, the wind elemental. Uh which is me after a couple of burritos. Yeah, and then we get to see the uh, the warrior looking like a Thor ripoff. It looks like the the end of the fifth element, like where they're putting the the elements on the little like you know like water, huh. wind, fire, and I love that Heart. where he has, he has to drop the match onto the like they only have one match. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Fifth Element. That, yeah. That movie was, oh man, Mila Jovovich in that white bra thing. Oh my God. Of course that's what you focus on, but you know. <sighs> then we get to see the uh, the mage. Everyone else got old and the mage got friggin' old. Yeah. I mean, for the red mage, you'd think he'd be holding a sword and a uh, cane because, you know, he's a, a mage of all trades. But he seems to be taking on like, the role of a white mage. So there's another desert here, I guess. You, or first, you go to Lafine, and there's more places to buy spells. So hopefully, you've got sixty thousand freaking gold for a spell. Oh, but look well, at it! It's a brings a warrior back to life with his HP fully sto- restored. That's pretty badass. Yeah, it's what you need. And then the same for Nuke, which generates tremendous heat like a super duper fire spell. Alright, so definitely have 120,000 gold before you go to Lafine, because those are going to fucking wreck shit. Yeah. Alright, so... Um... And then you find out that the last elemental Tiamat stole the power of the wind from the Lafinish Sky Warriors. Now he resides above the earth in the realm of the stars. There's T-Rexes in this land! Oh my god, there's a motherfucking T-Rex! Look at him! Look at him! I'm a motherfucking T-Rex! <laughs> I'm a motherfucking T-Rex! Alright, that just made my day. Alright, so there's... Zumble. There's An ankle yeah. sore. Alright, so... You have to... <laughs> go. John found his redemption. Yeah, there's a T-Rex, that's all I care about. Um, So you go through the Great Eastern Desert... You can find something called a chime, which will open the door to the Mirage Tower. In the desert, and I'm assuming. you plunder the tower, you find the Aegis Shield. And then you go back to Gaia, you sell unwanted items. Then you visit robots in the waterfall. They've been programmed with messages. So you have to go back to the fucking waterfall? Ugh. And then you fight a blue dragon. It cannot be avoided. His thunder spell can wreak havoc. So use the ribbon. We use ribbons to fight. And then you hit him with a fire spell. I don't say. care. And then you fight Warmack. Now, Warmack, that's uh, that's the special enemy. Look at that. A thousand hit points. Everyone Where? else is like 420 hit points. Warmack has oh, got a thousand hit points. Gives out 32,000 experience and 32,000 gold. 
And then you have to battle Tiamat at the end. After, yeah, you, get, after you get some adamantium as well. Yeah, Tiamat is the wind elemental. And he's got just as much. He's got, as a, thousand, that he's got a thousand guy. health points as well. Shit ton of XP though. Yeah, although uh, Warmek, I guess he does more damage because he delivers 32,000 experience while Tiamat only gives 5,000. Oh, he gives 32,000? No, 3,200 and, and Tiamat gives you more. No, T look at the zeros. <sighs> oh, wow. Actually, yeah, shit. I was looking at the wrong thing. What was I looking at? You were looking at Evil Man. Okay, sure. So battle the fuck out of Warmack and just go home. Screw it. Yeah. All right. That's uh, the uh, that's the that's what led to the Chris Hulhan room in Legend of Zelda. Because uh, if you remember, we were reading Nintendo Power, and they mm -hmm. one of the one of the uh, quests was find Warmack. Oh right, Cause right. Because your chances of fighting him are just one in sixty four, and oh. he does more damage than the final boss does. But like, look at I mean, you get so much XP. Isn't it worth it? That's yeah, not the it's final worth boss. It's not the final boss, is he? Is Tiamat the final boss, really? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Because now that you've defeated, now that you've defeated the four, all four elemental fiends, that's when you realize that you must, that you still haven't found the cause of the decay in the world. Okay. And only the strongest enemies are in the temple, including all four elemental fiends. They're back. Oh, fuck this shit. <laughs> all right. And then you find out that, uh, that the power that controls them comes from 2,000 years in the past. So, yeah, you go back to the Crescent Lake to where all those sages are, and they tell you, you, you done fucked up. You got to go beat, like, everything all at once. Yeah, you only beat them now, but their power seems to be in a paradox where they exist in the past and the present at the same time. So you defeated their present counterparts. Now you have to defeat their 2,000-year-old counterparts. Okay. I guess when so, they were uh, mightier. All right, so let's see. Four, one. Time gate. Okay, so no strongest of all the evil. Got yeah. I can't even. When do you, who do you <laughs> battle on all these floors? I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> well, it just shows. Well, this just tells you all the enemies that you fight in the like the worm, phantom, iron golem, and then frost dragon, chimera, zombie dragon, chimera, slime. Oh, yeah, like, like basically everything is like thrown at you all at once. So you better have a fucking yeah. strong ass group at that by this point. Okay. Yeah, you better be bringing it. But then we find out what the loot is for. We find out that uh, we use the loot to open the pathway leading further down into the temple. Hmm. And then we hit the earth floor where you find Lich waiting for you. And then you go to the so you carry, floor. You carry that fucking loot around the whole game just for that. Oh my god. Alright, okay. Well, at least it's not like Earthbound where it like each slot is pivotal, important, and limited. Hmm. And then you fight uh, Tiamat, who waits for you, and then you fight Kraken, and then you find out who the hell their boss is. Chaos. Chaos. And right. he's got 2,000 hit points. He brings a shit ton of damage. And it says there's no telling what attack Chaos will use. Be prepared for anything. The White Wizard should use the Mass Immunity, but don't let your HP drop. And it says there's a bonus game. If you press the A and B buttons together 55 times while aboard the ship, the Final Fantasy puzzle game will appear. 
The object of this mind teaser is to move each block to the correct numerical sequence. Do you get a prize for discovering this? Fuck no. <laughs> the programmers were just bored and wanted to throw something else in. All right. The, and there's a battle technique. The great virtue of Matsume is that any one of the light warriors can use it. Since most parties have two fighting members and two magic users, non-magic attacks are limited. Equipped with Matsume, a white wizard becomes a mighty warrior. Suddenly, it says a new member has been added to your ranks. Now you'll be able to cut through most enemies in a single turn. Hmm. So, it's worth it's getting. Important. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Excalibur from uh, Final Fantasy too. All right. But, uh, what they didn't tell you apparently is that uh, who Chaos is. Uh, is it? It's the. It's the um, evil organization uh, in. Um, what's the? What's that? Uh, Get smart. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's who well, chaos is. Well, chaos is actually the uh, the empowered form of Garland. So the first it's like boss, the stuff, you hang, the stuff you hang on the door. Yes, the first Christmas. boss that the first boss that you hung on the door. Okay, is here, and he's uh, he's been empowered by the elemental fiends, and with that power, he goes back to the past to give power to them in the present. So, so, like, if you hadn't messed with Garland at the start, everything, like, would have been fine? Uh, no, I think he was, like, that's why he made his move, kidnapping the princess, because he was already, like, he already figured this shit out. So, like, <laughs> is this, like, one of those things, like, you know, like, in, in Ocarina of Time, you learn, like, yeah. the Song of Time from, like, a guy who you go back as a kid and then teach the song to him? Yeah, is this like a time travel like? Conundrum? It's a paradox, right? <laughs> Except Ocarina of Time did time travel good, while this one's just like, well, you got to go to the past. Oh, does that mean we can affect our future and change our world? Fuck no! You just got to make you just got to go through a harder level that looks the same. Do I get to pull a fry and go fuck my grandma? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like, well, if you could time travel. Would you time travel to like the moment of conception and like run in the room and slap your dad on the ass like right as he as he comes? <laughs> like, do you think that would confuse him? Just to see if you phase out of existence. <laughs> Good job, Dad! Bam! What the fuck was that? Where did he go? He just he just, he just vanished. <laughs> oh well, clean up. We'll hit the shower. <laughs> Too bad she swallowed that time. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> um, there is like an index here. In the back, it's kind of helpful for you to try to look up any of like the enemies or spells or anything. So, if, but for some perverse reason, we haven't discouraged you from playing this game, um, and you want to play it, there actually is a pretty cool little list back here on uh, how to find whatever you're looking for. It'll make it beatable as long as you have the the spirit to pursue this. And speaking I of pursuing don't. this, we'll uh, speaking of four heroes on an epic journey. The last strategy guy talks about four heroes as well. Sports <laughs> heroes. It's gonna be a quick one. People <laughs> might be the first five minute episode. And <laughs> and since uh, well, since I pretty much held the torch for. The last one, because it was role-playing games. I'll let Joan handle this sports section. Oh, that's a mistake, because I'm going to not care like I always do. All right. 
All right. So, um, if you made it this far, thank you for joining us on the uh, trip through the strategy guys that no one cares about. But um, if you want to reach out to us, Facebook. Ex- ex- except for our beloved donor, Jason <sighs> Zuzo. It's like three dollars a Patreon, and we put hours and hours of our time into it. <laughs> three dollars over several months. Yeah, exactly. Okay? That's like a whole ten dollars. Oh my god! So I should have just—I should have paid you not to do this. I would have easily have paid twenty dollars to have my Friday night. All right. So anyway, um, let's see. Uh, if you want to reach out to us, uh, Facebook really is the best way. Uh, Facebook playing with power group. I'm pretty sure you probably found us already at this point but um well we're not else? we're not wrapping it we're not wrapping it up yet oh we're just gonna go right on to the other thing yeah, do you want to just yeah, do we're that just pushing through this is gonna be I'm, i don't want to put out a five minute episode all right all right let's load it up let's do this all right four player extra all right you've blown our load but we're still hard so we're just gonna keep on going power on through so all right uh you ready you, let's go we're gonna go Let's go. All right. So the other strategy guide is volume 19. It's a four player extra. Kind of throw in a bunch of stuff about the all the games that have four player uh, strategies. So let's see. We have play action football, Gauntlet 2, Nintendo World Cup, Swords and Serpents, Super Spike Volleyball, Iron Ivan, Iron Man Stewart, Super Off-Road, and a Roundup. So um here's what you'll need they'll say they say you can either use the nest satellite or the nest four score so the satellite was the thing that you could like plop on your coffee table it served as like a base um so you could plug controllers into it and then like wirelessly beam the signal across the room four score is that same concept just like one wired like um like four player hub for the nes right yeah Okay, he's checked I, I, out. I'm just going to carry us through. All right, so... Um, I, I, I was spellbound by this image of what seems to be Howard Phillips with his buddies. Also horrified by the four cocknoses just yeah, they're like, scrambling around the controller. They're, they're battling it out. So, anyway, it's just explaining uh, what you can do. The satellite... Let's you choose your weapon, giving the Zapper remote capability. Any controller carrying the Nintendo Quality Seal will work. There's t- turbo buttons, so you can actually make your standard NES controllers turbo powered with the NES satellite. So that's pretty cool, and it also works with the Force Score. So that's kind of worth it, almost in itself. If you can find one of these on eBay or you know at a swap meet or something, uh, it turns your regular controllers into turbo controllers, and they also come with stickers so you can identify whose controller is whose so um. wait were you mentioning the zapper no okay so if you look at page six and seven there's like a Mm. mode that you can select here that turns on turbo for your controllers is what it's saying uh i wonder if you could put the zapper in that and just like slaughter duck hunt (laughs) it says that you can plug in zapper so maybe there's a turbo zapper i don't know Anyway, <laughs> I could just imagine since it has to flash your TV, I could just imagine with that turbo option, yeah, it's just instant, instant epilepsy. epilepsy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so it's saying there's here's the rules for four player fun. Everyone is comfortable. I wonder has, if I can. I wonder if I can finally shoot those ducks. <laughs> what happened? My son's chewing his tongue. <laughs> Make sure everyone's comfortable. Has an unobstructed view. 
when you're playing in teams, strategize together, communicate with your teammates, rotate team members, especially if one team is dominating the other. No, that's the only way they'll learn that they suck. You, you have to assert your dominance. <laughs> <clears throat> and make sure everyone understands the rules of the game. The fucking bullshit rules. If you don't know the rules, you get your ass handed to you, and then you want to learn the rules. So, bullshit. All right. Play action football. Uh, don't play play action football is my biggest suggestion. About go play uh, technical instead. It's probably not four player, but who cares? Oh my god! They 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 brought they gave us this thing came with stickers for you to wrap around the cord so that yeah. you could tell which Identify. one is yours just in case you arrest them all on the table. Yeah, uh, you all know which one's the best one. That one's yours if you own the house. That's the way it works. So yeah, it's the one that has your flavor of soft drink spilled on it. One thing. That kind of is kind of nice, at least a little bit, about the play-action football coverage is they have the playbooks for the individual teams and the rosters. So if you were inclined to play this game, which I'm telling you, you're not. It's a terrible football game. But if you were so inclined, you can see what um, what plays the uh, different teams have. And looking at this, you definitely want to play as San, as, uh, San Francisco because they have a shotgun bomb and an option play. That's all I need on offense. So, um, there's really not a lot here. Play action football is not a good football game. It's this weird, like, three quarter isometric view. Tecmo Bowl is a lot more fun. Just go play Tecmo Bowl instead of this stupid, stupid, stupid game. If you wanted to play football with a paperboy engine, <laughs> this is how you, this is how you do it. Anyway. Um, the next game. Oh my is- god, I'm looking at the Houston playbook. <laughs> Zone four deep, blitz man to man, pinch too deep, <laughs> slant too deep, zone three deep, stunt man to man, hot blitz three deep, hot <laughs> blitz man to man. The deep outpass. Oh my god, the reverse option. Oh my god! <laughs> the rollout pass. That's where you, that's where you just nut and you fall asleep as you pull out. <laughs> anyway, that's the coverage for play action football. In that you shouldn't play it. We have Gauntlet Two is the next game. No, so, that's a game. Yeah, it actually does look pretty fun. Uh, they actually and they have a. Fr- I actually was saying this isn't really a. F- I was kind of talking about this. It feels like a regular coverage, but there's more coverage than regular games get, I would, I will say, unless it was like a feature. Um, so there actually is a fair bit of coverage here. Um, so it goes through just what you get out of four-player gauntlet. I don't know. It goes through the different maps and weapons and everything that you can do to get through the game. Yeah, you can see the overhead maps with all the monster, the monster generators. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get to see the warrior taking a bite out of an enemy, which, I mean, if I, if I didn't know that, like, I knew that you could plow into enemies, but I didn't know what you were exactly doing to destroy <laughs> them. <laughs> and that warrior bitch, she doesn't take, yeah. I mean, like, it doesn't matter how cute she is now, she ain't getting my, she ain't getting my seed. <laughs> how to defeat the dragon. Use one of your party members to anchor the top of the screen so that the dragon is just visible at the bottom. This position you'll be able to attack without allowing him to use his powerful breath weapon. So basically, gank the dragon. <laughs> Tactic, he uses super shots to destroy the dragon, but your risk is also destroying uh, his treasure hoard. 
Hmm. The long lost legend. Legend has the treasure will appear above the horizontal dragon. So be sure to aim for his lower body. When the body the dragon appears, aim for his right side and collect the treasure that will be on his left. Ugh, this is ugh. <laughs> It's much more exciting when you hear that medieval music. Okay. Oh, you can hurt your friends. Alright, so that makes for a fun evening. Watch out for the reflective shots. Slay the dragon. Alright, so... Yeah, nothing says teamwork, but then by punching your friend in the side of the head going, What the fuck? <laughs> and then it, it certainly ends in you actually punching in the real world, so... <laughs> Um, oh my god, I'm looking at some of the artwork here. You get to see the old man. It looks like he's holding some keys and then he has a heart and then he has a stroke. Right. <laughs> and this is what this is what he thinks is happening in his head. What will you find in the mysterious secret room? Bunch of dead babies would be my guess. <laughs> but no virgins. <laughs> mm. Nope. Alright, uh, the next game is World Cup, so you can play soccer against your friends. We've got the fr USA team, talented, diverse. France is a long shot, you know, that's the case. England, a team on the rise. Germany, strength gives the advantage. Italy, consistent contenders. And... So the, the comics seem to be done by the same guy that does Howard and Nestor. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, the sprites are uh, ripped right out of River City Ransom. <laughs> so there's some cool. There's I guess there's a a variation in the surfaces for the game because there's a grass soccer field, duh. Then there's a soil. Boil bounces. The ball bounces soft and shallow. There's a sand surface, so the ball doesn't roll at all. Concrete, uh, high bounces, bumpy, rocks and dirt on this unkept field cause the players to lose their footing and there's an ice soccer mode where there's no friction and the ball will just go wherever so basically like air hockey <laughs> what i'm but, looking at is these pictures of the ball being bounced around the screen mm, and the ball is orange mm -hmm, like everything else but, in the nest but their eyes are white so it's capable of being white mm. they just didn't think to do that on the ball mm-hmm yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, swords and serpents. Um, just looking at the stats of the teams, it didn't list the American team stats. But see, England is a f five speed with thirty eight health. Germany has ten speed with seventy health, and a much better goalie. So definitely be Germany. Because they're the best team. And that makes sense because Germany's really good at soccer. So, anyway. Uh, yeah, Swords and Serpents, sure. Okay. So, uh, we get to see a picture of a pirate, a wizard, a barbarian, and a warrior girl hmm. just uh, wailing on this serpent. Although they don't seem to be doing much damage to it. So. Mm -hmm. Looks They're like using their are... swords on the serpent. It's that we've covered this game before. It's that weird, like, like isom, like or not, not isometric. It's like a three D simulated view where, like, just basically a third of the screen is what you're looking at, and the rest is text and like menus and stuff. So you're you're walking you're walking away through the dungeons. What's a little helpful here is they give you maps of the dungeons. So if you're actually going to play this game, it's pretty helpful because it gives you the layout of each of the the dungeons here. 
level one, two, three, four, and five. <clears throat> because I don't know how I'd find my way around this game otherwise. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh, I don't know how, what four things you'll be controlling. Like it's it says, just a four-player team. I don't know. A special task, like a monster tracker who keeps track of monster strengths. How are you going to do that in the game without tying up all the the screen? I don't know. I don't understand. Maybe you just take turns. Oh my gosh! And you, then you don't need a four-player. It's a one-player with a hot seat. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I may have to. I may have to avoid this on the taste test. Uh, we'll make it one of those like you'd have to pay me systems. Mm -hmm. And then uh, there's Super Spike Volleyball oh or V Ball. Got that same how the same penis nose animator from the rest of the um the series. <laughs> I got these two bros that are clearly uh, they just had some fun before the game started. Now this is a game that's good for four players though because you have two players like you know two teams of two that are going against each other so like well, that i'm referring to the two dick noses on the net i got you i got you i got you i'm moving on because i <laughs> don't care all right and this game makes sense for four players is all i'm saying because you got two teams of two so like that actually yeah. this actually is a, is a good four player yourself. game <laughs> you can see yourself walking around with all these shirtless dudes just mm -hmm. staring at each other mm -hmm. uh, and uh now, for some reason, we have a dick nose in a sweater. Don't know why on a clearly hot day, but... Mm-hmm. And uh, any other sports to uh, sport about? No, I don't really care about volleyball, but it does look like a kind of fun game to play with four people. Uh, there's the Ivan Ironman Stewart Super Off-Road, which that game is amazing and definitely worth four, <laughs> four players because it's just the whole map on the screen at once. So uh, definitely, if you're gonna you know play a uh, a game uh, multiplayer uh, super off road, we've already covered that game. There's really not much else to cover on it, but like, did we mention before that these courses were designed by Ivan Iron Man Stewart himself? I think we did. You just don't remember. And then there's a roundup. Let's see. We've got King of the Beach. Magic Johnson's Fast Break, Spot, Championship Bowling, Nightmare on Elm Street, Mule and Chris Everett and, Eve, and Ivan <laughs> Lendl Top Player Tennis. I can just imagine Mule. That's the game where yeah. you, 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 you each get to be an internal organ, a com making room to accommodate the, the common <laughs> full of coke. <laughs> so another volleyball game, one, Kings of the Beach. Player, one player controls flatulence, the other controls tension in the... Kings of, the, and squeeze. Kings of the Beach, uh, another volleyball game. We're just going to skip over that. Spot is like a strategy game. It looks like kind of like Connect Four. Yeah, it looks like more like Go or uh, Chinese yeah. Checkers. But anyway, so you can play that with four players at once because, right. So Kings of the Beach, we get to see a guy doing an opera mm -hmm. impression on the net. Yep, and it's another volleyball game. Same rules, same everything. So whatever. Um, and then we got Cool Spot. The uh, you get to play clone skip side skip. I don't even know what the fuck you're doing here. Yeah, it basically, it's kind of like go. You're you're right in that in that sense. So um, I'm sure it's pretty easy to learn. You know, whatever. Sure. And then there's a tennis game. 
uh, Chris Everett and Ivan Lendl, top player tennis. Kind of a cool little like top down view of the uh, of the different modes, and then they they give you like one page for the other four. Magic Johnson's fast break, which this system just isn't really possible, like isn't capable of handling full court rendering yet. So there's like four on or two on two full court basketball, which everybody knows is fun. <laughs> uh, championship bowling, which is basically you just take turns, so it could all be done with one controller. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, all four people are on the screen at once, so at least we have that going for us. Um, and Mule, the drug smuggling game. <laughs> Resource building on a distant planet. At least everyone's on the screen at the same time. Looks like a lot of text, though. Each player controls a growing colony. Oh my fuck, you gotta pay me to play this game. <laughs> ah, and that brings us to the end of the four-player extra. <laughs> there's, a, there's a game for the computer. I think it's called, like, Sword of the Stars. Mm-hmm. Or something where it sounds just like this, where you uh, you fly a ship through space and you decide whether your uh, people are going to grow uh, merchandise or weaponry and shit like that. And I couldn't play that game either. So, uh, what else do we have? Nothing. We got the Mario and Mega Man on a Christmas tree. And then the next page has sports balls. Mm-hmm. And then we're fucking done. Yay! <laughs> Zujo, you got your wish. My spirit is broken and depleted. If you want me to, do, if you have any more requests, you have to bump up the Patreon. Yeah, huzzah! We're done. <laughs> Stick a fork in us. All right. And speaking of us, stick a fork in me. I need to feel something again. Let's actually wrap this up. Uh, Facebook, like I said earlier, best way to get in touch with us. Uh, Facebook, playing with power. Uh, yep. please if you leave. want more, oh, Sorry. if you want more goodness, I've got. Uh, I appear on. Is it worth it? For uh, discussing Parasite Eve, a rather good RPG, in vast contrast to Final Fantasy. <laughs> and I'll be uh, appearing on an upcoming episode of Video Games the Movie, also run by Blaine J and good friend and guest and Patreon supporter James Milholland. Nice. So check me out on that. And you can also uh, stay tuned to enjoy the taste test. Yeah. So yeah, check and, those uh, out. Hit that's us where, up on the that's, Facebook. Let us know what you think. It's where you and Brandon go and play through games of your and tell us if it tastes any good. Right. Yeah, we take a yeah, we take a taste of these games and let us let you know how it uh how it affects our palate. <laughs> and uh you know, hit us up on the uh things, let us know how you feel, yep. what games you want us to play, like engage us. Yeah, and as as this is proven, even very small nominal <laughs> Patreon donations will lead to us doing really stupid things like reviewing four player strategy guides so uh yeah go to patreon and you can probably buy experiences hey. with us hey where else are, where else is your minimum amount of effort going to make such a difference that's true <laughs> all right so um if you can leave us a review on itunes that would really help us or anything like that uh always 
Appreciated to hear. Yeah. The Twitter at get the power 88. And we have an email, but Mike's forgotten it. So <laughs> you can that. also find, you can <laughs> also find me on Reddit same get the power 88. <laughs> uh, we do have a website as well. Now, uh, playing with power podcast.com. I'm going to check that. Efforting, efforting. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's it. Playingwithpowerpodcast.com. We got all kinds of dead air right now. It's super awesome. Yep, it's the uh you get to see our you can see our Facebook, our Patreon. Yeah. If you want a nice link there, if you don't want to type in patreon.com slash playing with power. Or if you want to subscribe to us on iTunes because you heard us otherwise. Anyway. You can click there. That's actually probably a good place to go. So playingwithpowerpodcast.com. And And if you want to see a more lush website, Patreon. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's pretty much it, right? Yep. So I'm John. And I'm Mike. And you're playing with power. Entertainment system. Now you're playing with power.